brought to you by the Every Dollar app. Start budgeting for free today. Hey, Colin, welcome to the show. Hi, right, thank you. Um, I'm trying to figure out what I need to do. I am 21 years old. I am $42,000 in debt, and I just got laid off two weeks ago, and I'm in a bind kind of thing. I am borrowing money from my aunt and uncle, but I don't have I don't have any payments until about three weeks from now. Wow. Okay. Um, What's your living situation? Are you renting? Uh, Are you living with family? uh, I am living with my aunt and uncle right now. Uh, They're helping me out. Um, But one of the rules is with me living with them, I'm getting my GED. Uh, I did drop out of high school. Um, Before I got laid off, I was making a crap load of money for my age. My sister always told me to listen to y'all. She told me to give y'all a call to help me figure it out. That's where most of my debt's coming from is from cars. Um, Just wasn't spending the money wisely. Mm -hmm. How much were you making? I was making from $1,800 to $2,500 a week. Okay. Okay. Um, And what kind of work were you doing? Uh, I was an oiler. I worked on the road. I worked in Kansas, New Mexico. I maintained heavy equipment. So what... Are you are you trying to get back into that same field, or are you looking to do something else? Um, I'm pretty religious in my life, and I don't necessarily. What I've learned over time is money is not worth it to me. And actually, I want to become a firefighter. I've always wanted to be one. Okay. I want to go to school, and I want to try to work on that. And I know uh, where I'm at in Texas, uh, there's a program that pays for you to become a firefighter, but they only accept like a thousand people, and it's at the end of September. Okay, so that's a long so ways. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way to manage until then or trying to get out of debt or figure yeah. something out. Mm-hmm. What's the 42000 uh Colin? What's that consist uh, I of? A, I have a sports car, which is 24000 of that. And then I have a GMC Sierra, which is the other, is a truck. And how much is that? It is, I think it's like 19000 or something like that or 18000 Okay, so there, it's all cars, literally two cars. Yes, ma'am. And then I have two other cars also. What? Okay, That's how much are those? <laughs> uh, I have a Chevy Tahoe. It's paid off. It's about 12000 I would say it's worth. And then I have a Honda Civic, but it has a blown-up motor right now. Wow. How much, you... Could you pay, how much could you sell it if you just, like, <laughs> without a motor, with anything, just sell it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm working on. I have a buyer for next week. How much, but, how much will mean, you get for it? About eighteen hundred. Okay, is what he wants to offer. All right, um, that's not going to last me so long. Colin, we okay. got to sell up these cars. Honestly, buddy. Colin, I would just have a massive car sale. I would mm-hmm. sell everything. I would sell them all. Everything must go. I would sell. I would sell all of them. What could you get for the sports car? You owe twenty four twenty four thousand. How much could you get for it? Do you think? So the problem with me, I love cars, and I'm a car enthusiast. I have modified it and. To a dealership, they're offering twelve thousand. Is what I got offered for, so, for the twenty four thousand. Okay, hey, not a dealership. Did you Kelly Blue Book it? Yeah, so Kelly Blue Book came back at sixteen thousand, but with the modifications, they said it's going to be less. So I'm stuck with trying to sell it private party. Yeah, is what I'm stuck with. Is this because you did and, a bunch of stuff to it? Yeah, so it makes a lot more horsepower. It's a very fast car. Interesting. So I put. So I've put about $12,000 into it, except for buying it also on top. What about the other car? What about the 19000 Yeah. Um, That's the most reliable vehicle I have, I would say. Wait, how much did you sell it for? 
uh, I could sell it for around 15, around 15 is what a dealership offered me. So if you sold the Tahoe, if you sold the Civic, you could cover whatever you're upside down, truly in either car. Like even if you chose to take the hit on the sports car, I'd probably focus on the $19,000 car, the Sierra, and I'd get rid of those three for sure. Yeah, and then you're going to okay. make 12000 uh, maybe, yeah, 1800 from the, the Honda. So that's 14000 that you're going to make off of selling the other cars. So you can cover some of the difference, mm-hmm. the 4000 um, with that, keep the sports car, and you're going to have 10000 to put towards that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, without a job right now, Colin, I just don't like you sitting with a $24,000. I don't know if you'll be able to get a loan for the difference on all of these either, um, you mm-hmm. know, because usually we get, we take a loan out for the for the difference. But if he gets yeah. the twelve k from the Tahoe, then he can cover, he honestly could cover the upside down, the 4000 from the Sierra, and he'd probably be able to cover the other 5000 from the sports car. Yep. Because what are you paying in payments for the sports car and the Sierra every month? combined i am paying 450 dollars for the camaro it's a camaro and then uh for my sierra i pay i think it's like 270 dollars i mean look at that that's 700 dollars that's over 700 dollars a month that you're getting back that would an feel insurance, i'm paying an insurance i'm paying about 780 a month also yeah. for cars being covered i mean look at that and then you could take some cash and you could buy yourself a cash car. Clear, Like you said, you're into cars, so you know how to pick a car for $5,000. That's just going to be your temporary thing until you get back on your feet. And then you can add money to that and upgrade. But, you, I mean, you got $42,000 of debt. It's all cars. And you don't have a job. Yeah. And the thing about this is, like, that house of cards came down. But you get to build back up stronger and you get to build build back up on the right footage. Yeah. So it feels bad right now, but it doesn't have to stay that way. And I don't want you to think that we're like, you know, trying to take all your toys away from you and, you know, put you in the corner. We just want you to get out of this debt. You're living with your uncle and aunt who are nice enough to do that. And this is you going, look, I made a mistake. I'm going to make it right so I can get up out of y'all's house yeah. so I can stop borrowing money. And next time, because there is going to be a next time where you make great money. And you're going to treat it the right way and you're going to buy things in cash and you're not going to go into debt because you know you will have then known how it feels for that to cave in on you and you're never going to do that again. Yeah, because Colin, you know, you said earlier in the call that you I think you said something like I'm a religious person, so I'm not money's not everything to me anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's true. But money is something when you don't have it all and you got two car payments. So, like, there is a level of having money in its right position. And I think that's what you were saying, which is very noble, that, yes, money is not everything. But you do have to have it as a tool in life. So you have to learn to manage it, right? So you're either going to choose to manage it well and wise so that it doesn't become an idol in your life. Or if it's the thing that you're stressed over and over and over and over and over every single month, living month to month and stress, it's going to become an idol. So as spiritual as we want to make it for it not to be, you actually can choose for it not to be an idol to have control over it. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the best things that you can do, Colin. And I think that this is a wake up call. I think there was a part of you that we all have this like little inner child that kind of wants and wants and wants. I see it when J. Crew has a sale or whatever it may be that you're like, it's what I want. I want that. I want that. Yours happens to be cars. And I think, Colin, there's a level of maturity here that you're like, I'm a man. You're getting your GED, which I think is fabulous. And you want a career that you said is a firefighter. And it doesn't, you know, you said it's not going to make a lot, but that's okay because money's not a big thing to me. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? You get an option to be a firefighter and maybe not make as much 
when you don't have debt, but you don't have that option to make that kind of money solely when you have all these car payments too. So that, that's the trade-off I want you to see that living without debt not only frees you up financially and spiritually, emotionally, mm-hmm. like we talk about, but it frees up your options. Like if you have no payments, then you can say, yeah, I'm going to choose to be a firefighter, make less than what mm-hmm. I made in the oil fields. But I literally can because I don't have bills. So like yeah. I have the freedom to choose that, which is beautiful. And that's what you're starting to see, Colin, is that it gives you options. Like it gives you the ability to make decisions with your life. You know, I was talking, Colin, to this young couple when I first started speaking and they had close to $180,000 in student loan debt combined. They just got married out of college. They went to two Christian universities. They wanted to be missionaries. Whoa. And you can't, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You have bills to pay. So Colin, this is the best thing for you. I'm so excited for you. Sell these cars, become debt-free, get a side hustle, work till September to be able to be, go be a firefighter and do what you want to do. Create your free every dollar budget today. The simplest way to budget for your life.